before. Okay, there, there's recording. I don't know what's happening today, but the gods of the internet and the gods of Zoom are literally <laughs> at my neck. This morning I had a conversation with somebody and I couldn't record it on my computer because my computer, which I've emptied out and cleaned up so much, said there's no space on my computer. So my wife rescued me and brought me to her computer. I hit record and it did just what it did right now. I, I, it said it was recording, but there was no, the recording thing didn't show up. And it popped up and went away. I saw it, it popped up and went away. And I saw it pop up and it went away. And then I thought, oh God. And then I went back and I looked and 30 minutes of the, of the conversation hadn't been recorded. And I, I literally went, ah. so there are very few things that get my goat because I'm a normally peaceful man. But this was a dear friend of mine. And she said, don't worry, we'll come back and we'll have another conversation. We'll, we'll make it up. But even what we recorded in that conversation was great. So I just have to know that things are operating, operating in the way they're operating. But if you see me, I'm going to still keep looking at that recording button to make sure we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> when things don't go my way, I just say, hey, man, every raindrop, no raindrop ever fell in the wrong place. Okay, I love that. I think a lot of raindrops fall in the wrong place because, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with your philosophy for today. Uh, so what I do love about this room is that magic happens in this room. And with all transparency, I want to tell you that I know Adrian a little bit. I don't know him very much. But I had a conversation with him. I was on his podcast. And there's certain people, I don't know what happens. I don't know why we feel the way we feel, but we fall in love with them the minute we meet them. They just have an energy. They have a feeling. They have a way about them. They have a pizzazz. They have a charisma to their life that just makes you feel connected to them. And so it is really my honor today to introduce those people who are listening to these conversations to this man that's going to be in front of you, Adrian Marino. Um, he is going to tell you who he is because I know a little bit about him, but I don't want to, I want to start to show off just like I do with strangers, even though he's not a stranger. I look forward to life, to a life more entrenched with this guy because I believe in what he's doing. And I believe that if more people knew about what he was doing, the world would be a better place. So with that in state is said, I just want to invite you into a room where the conversation has already started, but I want to ask you to feel this guy more than you even hear him and to just listen to what he's saying. And as you're listening, take time, pause it sometimes and just think about what he's saying because there's so many things that come so natural to him that are not natural to other people. And I want you to take pause and just get it. So without making this a monologue, without talking too much more, I want to introduce Adrian to the room. Adrian Marino, welcome to 50 Conversations with 50 Strangers. What an honor to have you here with us. How are you doing today? Brother, I, I am doing, I mean, I woke up, man, my heart's beating. I still got breath to breathe. And um, last I checked, I know, you know, a whole bunch of people didn't get a chance to do that. And um, so with that being known, I mean, dude, I'm having a great day today, man. I'm feeling great. You know, every day I wake up, one of the first things I do is smile because I got a chance to actually wake up. 
You know, no matter how healthy I live, that's never guaranteed. And so I'm having a great day, man, so much, so far. And I just want to say, first off, like, thank you so much for, I mean, I, I have no idea how we came, like, like I, I, I mean, like, I know the, 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 you know, the, the practical way we met. I made a post looking for a guest. You messaged me saying, hey, I may be in your alley. We, we talked and then, but I don't know how it got to where it got to. Yeah. But I'm just happy it did. Yeah. Like you said, there goes people, like you meet them and you just fall in love. It's, it's the same thing. It's like your name brings me comfort. Knowing I know you brings me comfort. And um, so I just want to say, like, I just I really do appreciate everything you do, man. And um, you have in the, sh the short time that I've known you, it's been such a short time, guys, that we've known each other. And in the sh short time that I've known you, I mean, you've made a dramatic impact on my life. And especially our last conversation when we had our phone conversation, that was from that day, I've just been floating and um i love it man i absolutely love it so so happy to be here brother so first of all thank you from the core of my heart those words mean so much to me because i honor the the word the person that they're spoken from but i want our listeners to just also take note look already at who this man is you don't need to hear too much more to understand at the core of his heart, who, who this guy is and what he does. And you can feel it. And so buckle your seatbelt because we're about to go in now. Okay. Adrian, tell these people who you are and what's important to you. Well, first and foremost, um, I am life. Like, I'm just life itself. To me, I know that I'm Adrian or, or, you know, like that's who I, that's the role I took on. Um, I understand at the core though, um, there is just life energy, you know, there's an energy here and I know that's who I am. That's what I am. So to speak, um, who means kind of like a person. I understand that person is derived from the word persona which just means the false mask. So I don't like to attach a persona or person to who I am, but to, to, to live in the practical world, I mean, to live in the world we live in. I'm Adrian Moreno. <laughs> um, you know, um, I, I don't know why I chose this time to be here, but I'm here and I, you know, one of the things that matters to me the most is allowing other people to fully express themselves. Because I know that, and that's, that plays a major part as to why I do what I do, which we'll talk about in a second. But to me, I know just living this life for me, I tried that already. Mm -hmm. I tried living life for me already. It didn't work. <laughs> and I realized, man living life for you it's 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 cool and all until you realize it's not cool until you realize it doesn't really do much for you actually and so when i took my attention to just helping other people 
Like that's when life took off. That's when life started happening for me. And I realized that I lived a life where confidence was at an all time low because I've always struggled with weight in my life. And so that played a lot with confidence. So I suppressed a lot of energy. I didn't speak out a lot. I didn't like do what I wanted to do in life. And I knew how painful that was for me. So I said, if I can do something that just allows people to express themselves, like the way they want to how whatever it is, if they can express themselves, they can create the life they want. They can live how they really want to live. If I can do that for somebody else, I know that they're helping so many other people by me just helping one individual. So let me focus on that. And to me, that matters to me, just like the, just, I mean, just allowing others to live life on their terms. In other words, because so many people don't. I mean, they just, they, they just live, they go through the motions. They put it this way, they exist, but they're not like a full-fledged life. They're like, like Sadhguru says, you know, they're a bundle of thoughts and emotions. And I was that. And I know what it feels to be like that. And to me, just knowing that anybody, because all of us are the same. I mean, even science says 99.9% of us are the same. So point, point something, zero, 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 one percent that's what dictates the difference. But what, what, what I have within me, the same exact thing that what you, the same thing, you know, what you have within you. So if I'm expressing myself like this, why can't you? And I want other people to do that. And so that's why I stepped in, you know, the, the, the career choice I decided to dive into. Um, as you know, um, you know, I am a fitness coach. And, um, but I don't, I like, see, like, even saying that doesn't feel natural to me. Like even just saying, yeah, yeah, I'm a fitness coach because I know that's not what I am. Like, I don't like the label of, yeah, I'm a fitness coach. It's like, that kind of boxes me in. Um, when people come into my programs, they see, oh my God, okay, this is way more than just a fitness coach. Like this guy's something else. Yeah. But um, practically, because I lost 91 pounds um, in 2000, Jesus, um, 2017, I went through a, um, I went through a really hard, you know, breakup in high school. So I'm really young. I'm 23 years old. So I was in high school. Uh, you know, I had a high school sweetheart, the full range of high school. And then one day, you know, she up and left for somebody else. And that like, I, I convinced myself that that was it for me. Wow. I convinced myself that, all right, Adrian, you just lost your world. Because like, that is what I lived for. In high school, like that was, she was always on my mind. Like, that was the way I made my decisions was based on her. And when I lost that, it was just different. You know, one day, you know, you're talking to somebody every single day for like seven years because we knew each other for a long time before we were dating. So we yeah. talked to somebody every day and then one day, boom, gone. And I was just like, Oh, and I just lost my grandmother at the time too. So like, it was like crushing me at all at once. And where I, convinced myself that it was and I um let myself go at that point I stopped taking care of myself 
Like I stopped giving a damn. Like I really did. I just didn't care about anything. And um, I kind of stopped. I stopped going like I, you know, oh, my mom hears it. She's going to kill me. But it is what it is. I skipped so much school. Yeah. Um, when I when I got my car, I just like I would like yeah I'd wake up like I was going to school, but I didn't really like. There's a lot of times I was just skipping, and um, grades were plummeting. I graduated high school with a 1.7 GPA, wow. so I had like so there was like I was literally on my way to the graduation place, you know, to the big center thinking in my head, dude, I hope you made the list. I don't even know if I made it. I just got a cap and gown. I don't even know. Yeah. I, I got, so I got there. My whole family was there. I was like, oh, God, please tell me I made it. Like, I hope I did. Um, and then I ran to the list. I was like, okay, I made it. That's all that matters. I actually, I'm on the list. That's good. And I decided, you know, and then so from that point, I just, graduated high school and I remember I woke up the next day and it was a weird day because I remember I woke up and I was like what now I was like what do I do like I'm just so used to going to school and BSing at school and you know all my aspirations at the time were gone like because within four years I gained over 85 pounds and like that, that goes to show like just how low I was at this point. I mean, my hair, I, I didn't cut my hair for, for a full year. Like for a full year, my hair grew out just like, I literally looked like a mop. It was just ridiculous. I didn't brush it. Um, I didn't care about the way I, like the way I looked, the way I dressed. Um, you can just tear, tell I didn't care. And, um, and then, you know, I was, I was just, you know, selling weed for, I was unemployed. My only source of income was an unemployment check. And then I would, you know, go sell weed. And that's how I made my money. And, um, you know, I knew it crushed my mom. You know, I was, I was living at home with her and I knew it crushed her. You know, she would come home, see her son. You know, like my days were, I'd wake up at 2 p.m., I go outside, I smoke, I come inside, I eat, lay on the couch, go outside, smoke again, eat, lay on, the, I would lay on the couch from morning, I mean, from morning, my morning, which was mid-afternoon till like 3 a.m. I didn't do anything. And like, that was where my life was. I had no aspirations. I was looking for a job with like a 401k, you know, something like that. I was like, oh, maybe I can get in with the city. Maybe I can get in with the state. Like, just something. I was like, I just need something to feel like I'm not a complete loser. Because that's just what I felt like. Like, deeply yeah. in my heart. God, it just... I can't even believe that that's really where I was. Like, it's hard to remember where I was. Yeah. Like, it was really tough. And then one day, um, I hit up my good friend Gilbert, so, you know... Hey, come smoke. Like, just come chill and smoke. And he lived across the street. I didn't have a shirt. I opened up the door without a shirt. This was a big slap in my face. He just said, dang, bro. He's like, dude, you got fat. He's like, you got, like, really big. And I was like, like, and I was like, ah, you know, I was kind of like, ah, chill out. out." But in my, like, it, like, just stunk. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, damn, my best friend just called me out. Like, I know he loves me, but 
damn, that hurt. I was like, yeah. that really did hurt. And he, hearing that from someone who I knew loved me just hurt. And so we were talking, and I couldn't even focus on there. I don't even know what we were talking about. I can't even focus. Only thing in the back of my head was like, Adrian, what did you do? You used to be a fit guy in high school. You used to be that guy. And now you're 250 pounds. And and you can't even look at yourself in the mirror. You don't, you don't, you don't take any pictures with your family. You haven't posted a picture on social media in over a year. You don't go out with friends. Just thinking about going out, you start sweating because of social anxiety. Like where, how in the F did I get here? Yeah. You know, it just blew my mind. And then I made that decision. I was like, look, bro, I'm going to change my life. I am going to change my life. I'm going to lose this weight. I knew he knew I was serious. But did he believe me? Yeah. Uh, probably not. You know, just because, like, I would not believe me. But I was serious. And I woke up the next day. You know, I had I had weights and stuff in my garage from back when I was in shape. I still had the equipment. So I just said, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get right to it. And, like, I felt like, like a, a rebirth. I was like, okay, this is it, Adrian. Like, we're going to start moving in the right direction. And then before you know it, 91 pounds later, I, I dropped 91 pounds and I was like, oh my God, like, I, I look good. Like I feel good. This is, this is just crazy. I never thought this was possible. And then one day I was working out with my good friends. I used to work out with my friends and like they would come in the garage and I'll have like a whiteboard, like you see in my background and I'll be like, all right, man. So you got this, this, and this, I'm going to do this, this, and then we're going to finish this and you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And then we're going to breast and then we're going to do that. Like I'll tell them everything. And then one of my friends, Aaron, he just looked up and he was like, bro, you know, why don't you just become a trainer? And I was like, hmm. I was like, I don't know. I never thought about it. He's like, dude, you're basically training us. He's like, you're getting us in shape. Might as well get paid for this. And I thought to myself, I was like, man, I am good at this. I know like a crap load of stuff and I can study more and I like this. I thought, heck yeah, let's do it. And so I got online. How do you become a personal trainer? Got the certifications, became a trainer. And in the midst of all of this, the spiritual awakening happened. You know, I don't even like that term. It's so like bottled, watered down, but like it's something, a realization happened. So I started my first company, which was Barbell and Live Well. It was strictly bodybuilding all around bodybuilding and then no mindset no spiritual none of that and then something happened um i started getting into reading and then my friend ariella who i love dearly she's like my we call each other like soulmates it's like it's like on that soul like you you know like there's like somehow some way danny i just know you and I don't even know how I know you, but I feel it. And it's the same way with her. And, you know, she, she sent me a message. She's like, hey, I see you're looking for book recommendations. Here, check this one out. And it was The Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Yeah. And two weeks prior, I just watched The Secret. And so I was all like, holy crap, did the law of attraction just work? <laughs> I was like, did I, did, did I just, I didn't even know there was a book. I, like, I didn't, had no idea. And I was like, oh my God. 
And then before you knew it, that book, my curiosity just spiked. And then before you knew it, I had like 30, 40 freaking books. Like so, like so much of them come straight from Hay House. And I have all these books and I'm just like reading and reading. And then one day I was like, okay, I want to experience whatever these people are talking about. I got into meditation. And one day while I was meditating, I wish I, I did, I did, I, something in me didn't hold on to this moment, but something freaking happened. I sat down at 7 a.m. And then in my mind, 10 minutes happened, but I woke up. And it was, it was about to be 11 a.m. Yeah. But like, I, it did not feel like that. I didn't right. wake up. I was asleep. I mean, I wasn't asleep. Right. I crossed my legs. And then I remembered I just couldn't feel my body. I couldn't move my legs because I couldn't, I didn't know what my leg was. Like, I mean, it was the most confused but wonderful feeling I've ever had. Like, I felt like I was on ecstasy without taking ecstasy. Yeah. Like, I was just like, wow. Like, I was like crying. I was feeling really good. I could not feel my hands. I couldn't feel my chest. Like, I just did not have a body. Like, I kind of just was. It was the weirdest feeling of my life. And it really just felt like a 10-minute experience. But it felt like I was just, just like, kind of everything. Like, I was just kind of, just, it was weird. So I can't put it to words because I sound ridiculous talking about it. You don't sound ridiculous at all. And, and what I want to ask people who are listening Listen to this story. Play it back. Listen to how connections happen. Yes. Listen to how Adrian and I have had one or two conversations. And listen to the closeness that we feel. But listen to the vulnerability and the and the um, how he shows up in this in this conversation right from the start. He shows up bless blasting out of the cannon with a ton of energy. Right? All I have. And, and look at the way his life started. He could have said, I have a 1.7 grade point average. I'm not worth anything. And he could have continued to stay on the couch. But look at what happened. There are potholes in our life that we go into. And often we believe in the mosaic, the book that I wrote, the road worker is the, he, he comes and that's his job. He fixes the potholes on the streets of life. Mm-hmm. And no matter how glorious the road or how, or how, to beat up the road every road eventually has a pothole and the question is what do we do when we encounter those potholes some people stay in the rest of their life and they believe their life is that pothole and they can't get out and they just wonder what happened and other mm-hmm. people see that they've been in the pothole and they say enough's enough and they find the road worker and the road worker has to get you out if you if you're in a pothole right now and you don't know how to get out just mentally call on this character called the road worker because he has to fix the hole and he can't fix it with you in there. So he has to help you out. Mm, that's let, him, let him help you out of the potholes because the road in front of you is glorious and beautiful. And look at, look at the example of that just in the words Adrian has spoken. So let me pull you in a little bit. And what makes you happy? Ah, oh, man. To me, I'm a very just happy guy. I wouldn't say anything. I don't like to attach feelings to things because 
like weak a feeling is like you it's 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 it's, it's an entirely inner experience you know and to me I guess I can answer it like this way. Like I see, I mean, if I wake up and the people around me that I love wake up and no meteors are crushing into the earth, (laughs) how, like how bad is my life really? Yeah. You know? And like, like recently, you know, like I had a pothole happen and I easily could have stayed in it. You know, like, you know, that big first mistake that a lot of business owners make, not focusing on taxes, you're making all this money, you know, and I'm not like spending it on stupid stuff. I throw it all back into mentors and stuff like that. And then before I know it, a big tax bill comes my way that I wasn't prepared for thankfully I can pay it, but I just like, I wasn't just prepared for it, you know? And that I easily could have got stuck in that, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, not, I mean, it's, it's, it's just really hard for me to say what makes me happy as opposed to I do. Like, I I guess I I make me happy. Like, I, I mean, I love that. I've asked this to almost 50 people already. And I've never heard anybody give me that answer, which is such a beautiful answer. Because it isn't things outside of us that make us happy. Happy is a lifestyle. Happy is a way of being. And yes. when, and when yes. you're when you're happy, it, it doesn't take things. Things things that would depress other people still don't touch your happiness because you have it as your lifestyle. So I yes. love that answer. Heaven that to answer. me, heaven to me is the ability to walk through hell with a big old smile on your face. Yeah. And, I like, uh, that. I like uh, that. Yeah. You know, people go through the same things and it's like, you can throw somebody in the same fire, but somebody is completely handling it and they're just smiling, chilling. And somebody is like, Oh no. And it's like, so really what is it? Is it the outside circumstance or is it the individual itself? The individual yeah. themselves. Um, yeah. Victor Frankl wrote a book called men's search for meaning. And he said, he was uh, a survivor of the Holocaust mm. and he was thrown in the concentration camps. And he wrote when he came out, if you want to know what real happiness is, go live, live for five years in a concentration camp. Wow. And people thought like, what the hell are you talking about? And he said, well, just because there's a certain place that you can get to where it's not that the concentration camp makes you happy. It's just that you realize it's not the things that happen to us. It's the meaning we give to the things that happen to us that makes us happy. Mm. And he said, I redefine the meaning of my existence in those moments. And now nothing can make me unhappy. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful. So you, re- you wow. remind me, you remind me of him. Let's jump into a lightning round. Let's do it. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Oh, dog all day, man. I, I don't know why. Cats never like me. <laughs> okay. How about coffee or tea? Coffee. Yeah, I, ju- I just, yeah, coffee. All right. Would you say you're a person that's in the box or out of the box? Mm. I like to stay out of the box because... Yeah, I would like to say out of the box because I don't do things that other people would do. I do things that kind of don't make sense to people. 
Okay. <laughs> like, like, like the business switch I did, making it a spiritual fitness company rather than just a fitness company. Yeah, but I love it because when you say fitness coach and then you describe what you do, there isn't anything about what you do that is a fitness coach. I mean, it's a small part of what you do. It's not that there's nothing about it, but it's so much more than that. So like getting that definition down would be so important. Mm -hmm. I know both of these are important. Which is more important to you right now? Is it more important for you to have a platform where you can speak your mind and speak your message and get your message out to the world? Or is it more important for you to hold the space that you can listen to other people speak their messages and let people know they're heard? Wow. Currently, if I want to be 100% honest, yeah. it's having my platform, getting in, front of, getting in front of, getting my message in front of as many people as possible. Because if people don't know I'm here, they, would, they don't even know they have somebody to listen to. So that would be. They don't know that they have somebody to listen to, or they don't know that they have someone. They have to somebody to, to talk. This. Yeah, exactly. They don't have somebody to, to express them. themselves. Yeah, love it. Exactly. Be- beautiful answer. Do you feel you fit into the world, or have you always felt a little bit different? I've always. The reason why I know I've always felt different is because I've always tried to fit in. Yeah. Like I've just always tried to fit in. Cause I felt like there's something about me that just wasn't normal. You know, I used to hate my face. I used to hate my hair. I used to hate the way my body was shaped. I used to, I would do certain things to try to fit in. And I just, I realized I thought a lot different than a lot of my friends. Like I just thought so different than a lot of them, but they pulled me into thinking like that, you know? I mean, I get why we all try and fit in. But in one of the incredible results that's coming as, a, as this experiment of this conversations with different people is happening, is so many of us feel different than, than the world around us. And I wonder why for all of us who feel so different, we try so hard to make other people fit in. Any ideas? Repeat that question because it was kind of, it kind of like. Twisted for you. Yeah, I was about to say, The huge majority, over 90% of the people who answer the question answer that they feel different. Mm-hmm. And yet, when you watch the actions of most of people, most people are trying to make us fit into a world that we don't fit into. Mm. Be it with our kids, be it with our spouse, be it with our friends, be it with whatever. Why do people who are different try and make other people fit in when they themselves don't fit in? I think naturally, like people want to not feel like they're crazy. Like there's other people like them, you know, which is totally understandable. Like I totally get that. And also, I feel like the reason why a lot of people try to get others to fit in is because like they're afraid of different, like they're afraid of new, of, of not normal. Yeah. Like what they know and anything other than what they know is just really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. 
I love that. I think you're right. I think that um, I want to do a sort of a study in, 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 in over the course of my life, the rest of my life, to understand what where this idea of fitting in became so important because it's really, it, it's central to everything that we do. So many of us want to fit into a world that we feel we don't fit into. And so we change the identity of who we are. We make people want to believe that we're somebody different. We think that we're not good enough because we don't fit in. There's so many things that stem from this thought of, if I only fit in, I, life would be different. Mm. And very few people actually fit into the world that we think they fit into. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think majority of people, they, they don't believe they can create their own world. Yeah. That they can be their own person because they see what everybody else is doing. And like, naturally, you know, like if you tell, if you like tell somebody, you know, buy my product, I mean, 98% of the population already has, yeah. you know, you're like, Oh, well, everybody else is doing it. So I want right. to do it. Too. Right. And it's just like, that need to fit in yeah. it's like we we like to fit in somewhere like we like to know okay i got my own little tribe and it, i feel like that's like it's a lower state of consciousness that's like that's that's tribal consciousness to where yeah. you need a tribe you need so and so and yeah i mean i can vouch for that because i, I found myself getting that getting that tied up with business yeah you know getting that tied up with business i got well, that What's so interesting to me is we all want to fit in, but then when we fit in, we want to be different. Yeah, oh my. And so it's so interesting, the, the game that we play with ourselves there. That's wow. what I'm interested in pursuing. That is, that is, dude, that, that is, it hits right on the nail, man. Starting a business, being around all these people who pull in millions of dollars like a month or with a lot of money, you're just like, and then you like they get you they get that work ethic that, that that hustle 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 and then I fell into that trap and then because I was like oh god dang it I know this is a trap like it was weird because I knew it was a trap yeah working hundred hours a week convincing myself that that's necessary and I actually went and clocked in a hundred hours a week and then I realized man this is a trap but I guess I'm gonna fall into it. And I fell into it really quickly because that's what everybody else was doing. That's what all the entrepreneurs are saying. That's what all my, that's what all of these things were saying. Then it really quickly, I was like, dude, I, I need to get out. I'm freaking killing myself. Yeah. Like I'm legit shaving off years and decades off of my life by working like this. Like Adrian, you got to step back, man. Love it. Congratulations. Yeah. Would you say you operate out of, from your head or from your heart? Oh, it's a battle in between the two, man. When it comes to business, I try everything I can to operate out of my heart because, like, I know what that'll do. But then I'm not going to lie. You know, like, the head sometimes, like, being 100%, you know, just uh, transparent here. Yeah. The head will take its, take its place and, you know, play tug of war with the heart. I've, I've, been, I've been, I'm actually actively working on getting better at, just following my intuition because it takes so much courage yeah. so much courage to follow your intuition to follow your gut um so i would say it's a battle in between the two but when it comes to like just like overall life like just life decisions i'm very gut oriented like i would do things that i that i just 
feel like I know is the right thing to do. But business is where I get mixed up. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. Really honest answer. Thank you. Would you say you're a leader or a follower? Oh, man. I'm a leader. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And the reason I say that is because I have a strong level of influence on a lot of people. Um, but like, yeah, I've just, I've, 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 I've been a follower and I know, you know, where that leads me and not to the place of a leader, but, um, I would consider myself a leader just because there are people who follow me, but I tell them like, you know, like, especially like my employees, like, I'm like, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and lead a bunch of followers. Like, I'm just leading leaders. Like all of us are going to be leaders and, um, I'm actually deep in a leadership right now. Like I, like this, this, this half of the year, I'm focusing on, you know, just leadership and studying a lot about leadership and stuff like that. That's so more of a leadership role. I love that. So this is question would be really valuable for me to hear your answer. Um, a lot of people say they're leaders and I want to just, I want to dive into that place a little bit. Because when I look at the world, there's so many places, there's so many areas that I could look at. I could look at education. I could look at healthcare. I could look at the way we self-care. I could look at, at metaphysics. I could look at science. And I can see that the same situation exists. But the easiest place to point it out now is in the dichotomy of where we are politically with each other as a nation right now. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is we elect people to be our leaders. And when we elect people to, to be our leaders, I think we assume they're going to lead. And it doesn't matter which camp you're in, if you're a pro-Trumper or an anti-Trumper, that's not what I'm asking. What I see in both camps is that there's an inability to lead from the silo out of the silo. In other words, if you're pro-Trump, there's lots of things he's done really good, but there's some things he hasn't done so great. But I don't see anybody within the silo saying, boy, on this, we support him. On this, we're just against him. We got to change this. And if you're a Trump basher and anti-Trumper, all they do is stay in the silo of everything he's done is wrong. They don't give the dog a bone. They don't give him any, any chance to have done anything right. And every time he turns a corner, he gets hit with a wooden plank. And nobody within either camp says, hold it. Both those pictorial representations are not right. There are things that we're doing in our silo that need to change. And there are things that you're doing in your silo that need to change. But there are things that you're doing in each silo that are good that we need to that we need to validate and acknowledge, and we need to come together and build on the things that we're both doing good to try and create a world that's better. What do you believe? What do you think about what the the description I just gave of the political situation that we're in? I mean, you you're right. I mean, like on so many like on so many levels, but. I mean, if I'm going to, like, be, like... Straight up. Like, straight up. I mean, it's just... We just need a whole new system. Point blank, period. Like, it is... It's very, like, 
you know, I don't can like put it this way. I don't consider myself a Republican or a Democrat. I just don't. And the reason is because like, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's supposed to be, you know, like, we are the government and like, that's what it's supposed to be. Right. Like, you know, by the people for the people, but it's not like that. It's like, you know, like, I feel like majority of the population has reached a level at just looking at just politics since, you know, I think the first time that people really started losing trust in politics was, I, I mean, honestly, I don't even know, but all I know is I feel like now majority of people, no matter who they vote for, they just expect something very shady to happen. You know, I just like feel like I do, like no matter, I'm like, no matter if I believe they're the greatest or or not the best, something shady is going on. Yeah. And just, just for the people to have that feeling around the government, yeah. it's like, okay, that, I mean, it just shows it's breaking down. Yes. Like it just shows this is not working anymore. And people, the reason why I hate the whole, oh, I'm a Democrat, oh, I'm a Republic, is because if you're a Democrat, that means you already know who you're voting for way before you hear an argument. Yeah. If you're a Republican, you know who you're voting for before you hear an argument. Yeah. I believe everybody should drop the labels and be like, let's just see at the best who here has the best argument. Who here is, is, is do I feel I can make the best? I come from a Democratic family, a family who they don't like Trump. They hate anything about Republican parties, all of that stuff, right? And then I look at, and then I, I, I look at, you know, like the, the like when I'm voting, that I'm like, well, you're going to be Democrat, right? I'm like, well, I haven't heard anybody. Let me hear them. Like, let right. me make my decision on them. Right. It's like, we're not a, we're not a country who, who like we freely choose, like the choice is made way before they even the candidates pop up. So that, so that place is where I'm trying to speak at because I don't really don't care whether people are Democrats or Republicans. What I care about is how do we stand up? And what I realized in another conversation with a stranger, which was really interesting to me, is that our choices in government or our choices anywhere reflect our own choices about how we deal with ourselves. Like, Oh, in, yeah. in general, I believe I'm a really good person, but there's certain things that I do that I shouldn't be doing, and I know that. But I don't have the I don't have the strength sometimes to stand up against my own momentum, and lead myself past my own momentum of doing what's not right for me in that moment. And so it would make total sense that I would elect leaders who also don't have the strength to stand up against the momentum of their party or the country because they resonate with me. And so when I can get to a place where I have the ability to stand up to my own momentum, to say, I'm going to do what's right rather than where my momentum is taking me, which I think is why you and I, why I resonate so much with what I think you're trying to do in the work that you're doing because you're asking people to stand up against the momentum of where their life might take them.
if they don't stand up and to create a new momentum, which is based on the momentum of having the life they want. If I don't do that, then how can I expect other people to do it? How can I stand up and say, if I don't lead my own self, how can I expect you to lead our country? Mm. Your thoughts? That that's the like you that's like the answer is instead of us looking for leaders, we need to lead ourselves. Like instead of us being okay, who who who's gonna take care of me? Like who who's gonna lead me? We need to take full responsibility of our own life. Because if yeah, that's very true. Because everything you do, all your opinion, if you're if you're voting for somebody because you have an opinion that they're better than the other person, to me, an opinion is always a reflection. Any opinions, any anything, the way you see anybody, you look at your, it's like I understand when somebody like when like I have Facebook ads all over the place, right? When I see all these people talking crap on my ads, I'm like. I just pity. I'm like, I understand what they're going through by their hateful comments, yeah. by their, like by any kind of reflection. And so I realized that when I was a person who was not, who was not committed to breaking out of my own patterns, I couldn't get somebody on the other side of the phone to say yes and break out of their patterns. Yeah. And so 100%, that, that that's it because if all of us just say you know what if we take care if we just lead ourselves naturally that will reflect in our choices yeah and then that will attract the right people to sit in that office yeah and i love that that's witnessed by the fact that the way you started out this podcast you spoke of your vulnerability. You spoke of what you weren't able to do. You spoke of not thinking it would ever change. You spoke of what happened when it did change. You spoke of finding the place where you said, I can't have this and went after it. And I love, I love that that's what you do. Yeah. And that's, that's why I want you to be out there so that more people know of you more. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I want to be a part of what you're doing and help you to grow that way. Because I just resonate so much with that. And I think that's what our world needs now. So thank you for the, what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, th I think you answered this already, but I just want to make sure. Do you think people are more similar than they are different or more different than they are similar? Oh, dang. It's like, I can say either or because there's like a reason there's like a, I can lodge, I can justify each one. I mean, I would say people are similar in a way that people are more similar, but we believe we're different. Hmm. Like, Love it. I believe we're, we're, we are more, we are more similar than anything else because we all come from the same source. I have a strong belief that we, every one of us are God. Every one of us are the universe experiencing itself. Um, all of us are literally the blade on the grass and the tree, right? That we're all the same thing. Like I and you, you and me. So fundamentally, there's no separation. You can't separate us. Fundamentally, we're very similar. But as a person, personalities, as mask, we want to convince ourselves that we're different from people. Yeah. And that's why there's so much hate because I don't agree with what you're saying because what you're saying is different than what I believe in. And you're smashing on my opinion. So screw you. So I, you know, like I'm gonna kill you or I'm gonna I'm hurt you. 
And if, if every one of us knew that we were each other, yeah. would we be doing that? Yeah. If one of the things I've learned through the mosaic, it's what it's taught me in, in writing it and reading it, because I think it wrote through itself through me. Oh, is, is that the lie has become so easy to believe we call it the truth. And the truth has become so hard to believe we call it a lie. And the, the, the lie is that we're different from each other. We see ourselves and we see the bodies and we see the forms and we see, you know, the color of the skin and we see the sex and we see the border and we see the language and we see the religion. And we believe that those are the things that make us different, but that's not what we are. Science and metaphysics and quantum physics are all telling us that we're not these bodies that we live in or these forms that we inhabit, we're energy. And when you look at this arm underneath a heavy microscope, you don't even see form. You see energy swirls. It, it blows my mind that every atom in existence is 99.99999% nothing. Yes. Every atom in yeah. existence. They yeah. can't, can't, they don't know. It's just like, it's just energy. Yeah. And so like, if we're, and that, and that energy is what we feel when we meet people. So, and that energy travels at quick speed. So the air that we're breathing in this moment is the same air that Adolf Hitler breathed in and breathed uh. out. And the same air that Gandhi breathed out, the same air that Jesus breathed in, in and out, the same air that Moses breathed in and out, the same uh. air that Mohammed breathed in and out. That blows my mind. That so, blows my mind. And so when I say in the mosaic that we are one connection away, we're one person away, we're one understanding away, everything that we want is one breath away from us. Everything we want is one piece away from us. And when we see that we are the affluence we want, we are the prosperity, we are the love, we are the whatever it is we're looking for, it's one step away. All we have to do is, is change your perception. Exactly, exactly. And one thing I want to say is everybody already has what they want. Yeah, everybody. I love it. I love and, it. Because what you want is just a feeling. You yep. can feel abundant before you got a million dollars in your bank account. Yep. If you can't feel abundant, that which you do have shall be taken away, just like Jesus said. Those who love have it. will be given more. <laughs> love it. Do you believe that the world around us is speaking to us? Do you believe our bodies are speaking to us? Do you believe? So, so what do you think the world is trying to tell us right now? We've been, you know, we're just a few steps removed from the Me Too movement. We've had this, we're in, experiencing still COVID-19. We've had race protests. Um, we have businesses, as you say, falling apart, government falling apart. We have just about everything churches to, to a large extent who organize religions are crumbling priests and kids and you know we have sex scandals with 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 rich people and baby and and young girls i mean the world is so it seems like it's saying something to us what do you think it's saying i can answer it like this when i went through my awakening when my consciousness started expanding, when I started upping the way, my, upping my perception and thinking different, a lot of dark, excuse my language, but dark shit came up for me yeah. a lot. I was dealing with so much, um, you know, just a lot of pain was coming up, you know, and, 
And right after that, the light. It was beautiful after that. And so I know that when things new are going to happen, everything has to come to the surface. Look how much crap is coming to the surface. Everything we know is crumbling before we, before our eyes. Like we are living in a history book right now. Yeah. And it's like the world is truly changing. I believe the universe is trying to tell us your level of consciousness no longer serves this world. You cannot think the way you think and continue to live on this planet. I don't believe we can make it to two. To, I don't believe we can make it to two thousand one hundred if we continue with our level of consciousness. And the universe is not going to let that happen because the universe always balances itself out. And right now, it's been so out of balance. The universe is like, okay, I'm about to make chaos happen. In the same exact way, when you get sick as hell. You get fever, everything raises because it's trying to get something that's in your body that shouldn't be there and get it out. Right now, the way we think should not, it, we should have outgrown this consciousness by now. <laughs> we are operating, it's like we went backwards and the, the universe is like, you know, we're not, we can't let, the universe is too intelligent to let us destroy this world. And we are literally destroying our planet. We are not going to make it another 100 years if we continue to operate the way we do. If we continue to freaking cut down trees because we want to build a factory there. If we continue to kill somebody because their skin pigment is not my skin pigment. If we continue to make decisions based off of who I am and who you are, what I have, what you don't. We are literally going to drive. I mean, like the, war, the, 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 the planet won't go, but the world we know completely be obliterated. It will completely be obliterated because if I knew that the tree right there was, was literally the, the, the other half of my respiratory system, would I go and cut that down to build a, a factory there? Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. We're supposed to be existing together. But the way we think, we look at like, okay, it's, the, it's us and then we're fighting the universe. So let's take control. Like, come on, you, you're going to pick up a leaf and tell me the universe isn't more intelligent than you? Can you design that leaf the way the universe did? they be like, oh, but we can get dirt and create a house from dirt. Try to create dirt then. Yeah. So I want to ask those of you who are listening, when Adrian said, if I have to say what I am, I'm a fitness coach, but I'm not a fitness coach because it doesn't fit who I am. Do you understand what he's talking about now? I mean, what, what a beautiful, beautiful being this guy is. So with all that you said, with the world speaking to you and, and you hearing what you're saying, what is it you would like to say to this world right now that might help it to get in some sort of balance with the message the world is saying to us? What, what would you like to say? And you don't, don't take too long. It's just you got about a minute or two. What would you like to tell this world now that, you've been wanting to say for a long time. You're not what you think. If you just pay attention, you'll see that in between every breath and in between every thought, 
there is a gap. Something is there. And that something there is what you are. And that knows what to do. That always knows where to go, what to do next. Don't get entangled with your thoughts. Don't get entangled with identity. Don't just understand. If there's one thing everybody needs to hear right now is you are the creator. Whatever that means to you, you are the creator. 100%. You are the source of creation. Not you as in Danny. Not you as in Johnny. As in Sandra. As in Adrian. But you have the life that you are. And also stop trying to create a life. Stop trying to, to create a living. I mean like you are literally. I mean you know your, your life itself. Just focus on doing the right thing. Every day you wake up, ask yourself, what's needed most right now? And go provide it. And I know one thing that people need right now is to be conscious. That is what people need right now. We need to be conscious. And if we can fully, fully become conscious of ourselves and of what we are, and just fully become conscious on another level, we will save this, we will save this world. I mean, it's time, I don't want, no, never mind. I don't want to save the world. I don't, we need to create a new one. But um, wake up, ask yourself what's needed and go provide it. And stop doing, stop focusing on you. Just focus on other people and life will happen for you. So this is what happens, my friends, when you open up a room and invite somebody to share what they believe with you. What a glorious, beautiful conversation. Adrian, thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking, this, for taking the time and for being the beautiful, vulnerable, open, real person that you are and sharing your you, your, who you are in the space between what you think you might be mm -hmm. with the world that we know. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank you so much for even giving me a, this platform to do it. And, you know, hopefully some people got something valuable from this. And I also want people to know that I know you're trying to create something right now, like in your life. Um, People stop digging when they're three feet from gold. So just don't stop. Just keep going. Just make sure you're 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 headed in the right direction. Because nothing's worse than getting to a destination and realizing you went the wrong way. Hmm. Hmm. So if people have fallen in love with you like I have, how do they get in touch with you? And you'll send. I, I need your headshot. 
And I need, I need all your social media links and all your, your URL and stuff like that. But for right now, how would they get in touch with you? Right now they can go ahead and they can get in touch with me on Facebook is where I'm the most active. Um, Adrian Moreno, you'll see, um, this, a uh, handsome Mexican kid, <laughs> Hispanic. Um, and then, so Adrian Moreno, that'll be spelled for you. And then you can also reach out to me on Instagram, the mind man, 1111. And then I have a podcast, the mind man on all platforms. Just look up the mind man. You'll see a tattooed guy, um, meditating in a part in the universe, in the middle of the universe. Um, you can go ahead and I'm drop, I drop weekly episodes there. And if, um, if you want to learn more about what I do, just go to Facebook and then um, look up Mind and Muscle Community and you can join our community page and you can go to mindandmuscleacademy.com to learn more about my program and what we do. And again, all of that will be in the, in the show notes. So please, please do what you do it. Check it out. Check it out. I might just send me a message. You never know. It could be the message that literally saves your life. Yeah. So do it. I mean, why hesitate? Do it. I want to thank you again, Adrian, for showing up here and showing up in the way you showed up. I also want to thank those of you who listen to this show and listen to these conversations. What a beautiful thing that happens when we just sit in this magic room and have conversations with people and listen to people and hear what they have to say. I want to invite you, if you feel inspired, to, to start your own conversations. Reach out to some people that you don't know. Reach out to people you do know. I just before this had a conversation with a woman I, I knew, but I haven't seen in 10 years. And it was so nice to reconnect with her. So you don't have to always have conversations with a stranger. Adrian wasn't a stranger. I, I knew him a little bit before, but I didn't know any of this. I mean, I sensed it, but I didn't know the things that happened. And so what happens when we actually take the time and show the interest in another person to allow them to share with us who they are? What does that do for us? What does that do for them? What does that do for the world that we live in? In a world where we're fighting each other and we're at each other's throats, we don't even know who we are. We don't even know why we're fighting because we haven't even taken time to listen. So for those of you who feel drawn to, I want to challenge you to walk up to someone or meet, or meet someone on, in, on the internet who you don't know and say, would you like to have a conversation? I would love to share. I'd love to get to know you a little bit and hear who you are without the thought of trying to fix them or change them or help them mm, or, or do important. anything, but just to be there for them, to, to hold the space for them to show up and be themselves and be loved and accepted. Is there anything you want to say before we go that I haven't asked you? No. I mean, other than guys, just, you know, express yourself fully guys. Like just, express yourself. If, if I didn't, if I decided to, oh no, Adrian, people are going to think a spiritual fitness company is weird. Um, you know, I would have never, I, I wouldn't have impacted as many lives in the way that I have. And um, so just, I know there's something in you that you want to do. Um, and you know, it's the right thing to do. Just ask yourself, how can I use this to help other people and do it? Like you don't, you don't want to live a life. You don't want to end up on your deathbed asking what if, what if, what if. When I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, yo, it was amazing. I'm on to the next one. 
So don't, don't, if you, if you, if you want to feel that pain, go to a retirement home and just look at their eyes and you'll see a lot of regret. So do what you want to do, express yourself. Um, because one day, I mean, take a risk. You're not going to make it out of this life alive anyway. You're going to die. Take a risk. Love it. Adrian, again, thank you so much, people. Thank you so much for coming and listening. If you like this episode, please, please, please share it with your friends. Let them know about it. Let them hear more. Have conversations. Meet strangers. The beautiful thing that I'm seeing that is, is that strangers become friends when you take a few minutes to just sit with them. Yep. And stranger things have happened than meeting a stranger and wanting to be their friend and becoming their friends. So don't be strangers anymore. Enjoy life and have fun. Until the next stranger comes, I'll see you next time. Ciao.